Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to answer some more of your Supercoach questions that have been sent in. So we'll start, I'll go through all the ones that we've got on this episode to talk about. We dropped one earlier today. If you'd like to go back and have a listen to that, the questions that we had on that one were Ponger or Schuster, the better backup 5-8 to start with. When should we get Turbo? Because Manly have the buy in round two. Tyrell Sloan, an option with Ramsey, potentially not playing the whole of next season. Will Isaiah Papaliti put in similar numbers at the Tigers? And who is the biggest value play at the Dolphins? So if you'd like to go and have a listen to today's earlier episode... Answering all of those questions. On today, on this episode, though, we're going to go through Franklin Pele. Is he worth a punt if he nabs a bench spot? That's from Mitchie Whitaker. The next one comes from Anthony J. Gillespie. I'm real interested on people's thoughts on Turbo and Pappy for draft order. So a Supercoach draft question there. From Matthew Barrett, harm sell a season. Uh, and from Dion Mant, he said, what do we think on Tariq Sims landing outside of Munster? And from Calm Pete, Hastings running the show at Newey, worth a look. All right, so those are the questions that we have got. We will start with the Franklin Pele one. Obviously, Frank Pele uh, killing it for the Newtown Jets last year in New South Wales Cup under the Cronulla. Sharks banner. He has made the move to the Canterbury Bulldogs. Now, for me, I don't think he'll be in their 17 to start the season. Uh, he's one of those guys that he could jump out of nowhere and impress during the preseason and really do well in the trials and jump in there. Even if he does, I think he will be a bench guy, and I think he'll be a bench impact guy, but he will be at basement price, and you only need one or two attacking stats there for him to make some good coins. So, Franklin Pelé, I think he's a guy that at some point he will become relevant in Super coach. I, think he, I don't think he'll be a starting player. I think he will be a bench player. Uh, we've all seen the highlights for Newtown and whatnot. If you haven't seen them yet, go and have a look at them. The only thing I worry about is that he was doing so well for Newtown and then Cronulla let him go. So I have always wondered if there's a little bit more to the Franklin Pelé story, but I don't know any more than you guys. I'm not sure if it's like an attitude thing or whatever it might be. Uh, obviously, Cronulla, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. It's a really good pack, but they just let go. Of, obviously, they, Fafita retired, as did Tolman. Um, so they were down two front rowers and they still let 
let Pele go. So it does make me wonder if there's a little bit more to it. But if he gets a bench spot, I think he will be a nice little cheapie. I don't think he'll make you an astronomical amount of money. But even when I look at Canterbury's side right now, I don't have him in my 17 for round one. But definitely a guy, he will be relevant at some point. And over the next few years, there will be a season where I believe he's going to make us a stack of coin. Whether it's 23 or not, I'm not sure just yet. Uh, but he is a guy to keep an eye on. If they have one or two injuries in their front row... All of a sudden, Frank and Pelle, he becomes a must-have sort of guy. So one to keep an eye on, but I don't think he's going to be a must-have for round one. All right, Anthony J. Gillespie says, I'm really interested on people's thoughts on Turbo and Pappy for draft order. As you all know, or if you haven't caught up yet, uh, I've got the first draft pick in my draft this year. So Nathan Cleary, he will be my pick. I'll be running with Nathan Cleary. But uh, if I had second pick, I think I would go with Tommy Turbo. Uh, obviously, there's a couple of changes over there at the Manly Seagulls with coaching and whatnot. I think they've assembled pretty decent little coaching staff there and I think that he's just good enough to overcome anything to be honest with you they might start a little bit slow uh, with obviously Josh Schuster playing 5-8 no Kieran Foran uh, but I really do think the Turbo will find a way and he would be my second pick overall obviously Pappy though he's got the goal kicking uh, and last year he was tremendous take out the games that he was injured in as you guys know I had him in Supercoach Draft last year so watched him very very closely take out the games he got injured in he was essentially averaging 100 points Points, which was pretty fucking impressive. Uh, when you have a look at, you know, his average overall was 90. Uh, and he had, I think, two injury-affected games, one against the Dragons where he got 76 in 50 minutes and one against the Canberra Raiders where he got 34 points in 20 minutes. So take out those, and I think he's well and truly averaging around the 100 mark. Uh, when you have a look at some of his scores, I mean... He didn't play all that many games last year, realistically. He only played 12, and he had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 500. So uh, when you take out the injury-affected games, he, there, there was uh, 10 games. He went above 105 of them. So Pappy has to be right up there. I am a little bit worried about Pappy and the injury. Now, I'm very keen to hear what NRL Physio says. I'm very keen to watch him in trials. If we have a look at him in trials and he's not hesitant at all and he looks to be back to his normal self, uh, then I'm probably happy to take him at third or fourth. Uh, but I am a little bit worried about the injury at the moment. I've probably got him sitting just behind Teddy just because I'm a little bit hesitant. But I don't think you can go wrong with either of these guys. If I had second pick... I would probably go with Turbo over Pappy, uh, but I do think there is a world where you could go Pappy and you could come out on top. But for me, I would go Nathan Cleary, uh, then I would go Tom Travojevic, and then I would have sort of James Sinesco, Ryan Pappenhausen, those sort of guys fighting uh, for that third and fourth spot. So I think both are very good picks, but I would go Turbo before Pappy. Uh, but we'll have a bit of a deeper discussion about this uh, in the preseason once we watch a couple of trials and whatnot. Uh, it'll be good to get an understanding of where Ryan Pappenhausen is at. I'm keen to talk to the NRL physio and get a better understanding of this injury because it does look to be a pretty serious one. Our next question comes from Matthew Barrett. He says, harm sell a season. Now, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Great season last year. Uh, the forward pack was sensational. Everyone in the pack was great. Uh, you've obviously got Marky Nichols leaving. And uh, Mark Nichols, he was great for them last year. I thought he was fantastic. So obviously there's a there's a spot and some extra minutes that are available uh, in that pack for next season. When you look at Mark Nichols, uh, sort of played between the 30 and 50 minutes mark uh, each game. When there wasn't any injuries, he normally played for about 30 minutes. Uh, and similar to Harm Sele. So look, I think that with Mark Nichols gone, I think Harm Sele steps up. A little bit. I think that the two best front rowers are Totola and Tom Burgess, and they will occupy most minutes. But I think Harm Sele is the next guy up. Now, my only worry, super coach wise, with Harm Sele is that I think he's better as an impact sort of player. And I think that 
Uh, the coach, JD, sort of sees it in a similar way. Could be wrong, but I think he's going to be more of an impact guy rather than a play-huge-minute sort of guy. As soon as Totola or Tom Burgess gets injured, suspended, whatever it might be, uh, he becomes very relevant all of a sudden. The only worry with Harm Sally, when you have a look at his last five seasons, 2018, he played four games. 2019, he played five games. 2020, he played nine games. 2021, he played seven games. Last year, he played 11 games. So he is pretty injury-prone as well, which we need to be aware of. He doesn't tend to have massive injuries, uh, but when you have a look like last season, he missed the start of it, he came back for two games, he missed three or four weeks, came back for about five weeks, then he missed three or four more weeks again. So he does tend to come in and out of sides, which means when you're building up those minutes, it tends to drop back because your fitness drops back and whatnot. So that's my only worry with Harm Sele. Uh, he's going to come into next season with an average of 30 points, so you'll see him around that 250, 300k sort of price tag. I haven't done the exact maths yet for next season, but he'll be around that mark. So there is a little bit of value there. I think you can make, you know, maybe 100K out of him. I don't think you'll make much more than that, to be honest with you, unless there's an injury to one of the starting front rowers. Uh, but I do like Harm Sally. He could be a decent little mid-range guy. He's dual position as well. Second row forward, front row forward. Hopefully he holds on to that for next year. Uh, so I don't mind him. He's got good base. Uh, his base is pretty good. He averages about 30 base points, uh, considering that uh, that's pretty much a PPM of one. Uh, actually, to be fair, his last four seasons, uh, he's never averaged under a uh, PPM of one. So last year it was 1.05. The year before that, 1.21. So he has got a taking upside. I think he is a pretty explosive sort of character as well. Uh, so I don't mind it, but I'm not sure if he's going to be as relevant as what people are hoping for, unless there are other injuries in that front row. I think he will definitely be uh, the three-man there. All right, let's have a look at Dion Mann's question. What do we think on Tariq Sims landing outside of Munster? Uh, a lot of hype around Tariq Sims going down there. I've got to tell you, I'm not as hyped on it. I've never been huge on Tariq Sims as a Supercoach player. Uh, I saw the Supercoach Whisperer post something the other day talking about Tariq Sims that uh, I think he described it as not getting on the hype train. Uh, I personally agree with him. I'm not as keen on him. Uh, you have a look at Tariq Sims and his career. Uh, he's never averaged above 60, uh, sorry, above 56 points as a Supercoach player. Uh, I think he's obviously got a higher upside in him. When you have a look at last year, he only scored one try uh, and he averaged 45 points. So I think he has got more in him. But I mean, at the end of the day, those two Melbourne Storm boys down there, they've always been scoring pretty regular tries and neither of them's ever been crazy super coach relevant. Uh, so I don't think Tariq Sims will be overly relevant. He still averaged 45. Uh, let's say he lifts that to 50, 55 maybe. Uh, you're still not gaining a heap there and I think there will be better options in the back row. Uh, so yeah, I'm not overly convinced on Tariq Sims. I agree with the whisperer on that front uh, that he's a guy I'm not getting overly hyped about. I think that a lot of people will. I think a lot of people will bring him straight into their side uh, but I'm not overly convinced on it, to be honest with you. And even when you have a look, his game's on the edge. Um, good, but not fantastic. And I think his base is sort of lifted by a number of games that he played in the 13 throughout this season. So, yeah, I I'm not convinced on him as an edge supercoach player. Uh, but, you know, down there at Melbourne, it, it could be anything down there. There is no doubt about that. Uh, but for me, I probably won't be going near this one. If he kills it in the first two weeks, then we can have a different conversation. But I'm not convinced on Tariq Sims. He'll be a good signing. He'll be very good for the Melbourne Storm. I think he'll be solid in Supercoach. But I don't think he's uh, he's going to be as good as what people are hyping up. Uh, from Calm Pete's Hastings running the show at Newey. Worth a look. Uh, very interesting Jackson Hastings going up there. Um, I'm obviously a big Hastings fan, but 
super coach wise, I don't think I'd be looking at him to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, he's going to finish the season with a 52 point average, which is pretty damn good. He's going to be returning from injury. Um, to be fair, that 52 average, it's bumped up quite a bit. Uh, at the back end of the season when he was playing 13, he played three games there, 86, 62 and 61. So that average is bumped up. I think he is in a better team now being at the Newcastle Knights than the West Tigers. But I also think that you're going to see Jackson Hastings play both sides of the ruck, which sounds fantastic supercoach-wise, but I think a lot of the time he's going to be the link man. I think he's going to be the link man on a lot of occasions, uh, creating opportunities for Kalen Ponga and the outside men. I feel like Jacko might get starved a little bit for Supercoach points this year, simply because he's going to be playing that distribution role. He's going to be doing it very well, playing both sides of the ruck. Uh, he'll obviously be defending out in a halfback spot as well, so he won't get through the same base stats as last year. You have a look at those last three games of the season. His base stats were 55, 52, and 55, so pretty fucking impressive when he was playing 13. When he was playing halfback, uh, he had two games where he based over 30 points. So I think he'll return to a base average of about 25 or so. I think that's where I would have Jacko sitting on average. Uh, I also think that he'll probably, he won't get as much traffic. Uh, obviously with halfbacks, you like to send a lot of traffic at them. But I think the thing you've got to consider is that they will want to send a lot more, uh, opposition teams will want to send a lot more traffic at KP uh, to tie him out. So I don't think Jacko will have to make as many tackles as what he probably usually would uh, if he was the marquee uh, half there, which I think he is, but uh, he's more of the controlling half. And, you know, obviously, if you're going to stop Newcastle, you, you've got to stop KP. So they'll be trying to tie him out. So I um, I don't think he will average more than 55 or 60. I, I think if, if Hastings averages 60 next year, uh, that'd be a pretty fucking good knock. I think he'll be around the 45 to 55 uh, sort of mark. He might get goal kicking, which could be good. I wouldn't be surprised if they do give it to him. Uh, his ankle's obviously still recovering and whatnot, though, so we'll see how that plays out. But for me, I won't be going near Hastings. As a draft player, I don't mind him. He will be dual position. He might even get um, 2RF uh, slash halfback based on what happened last year at the West Tigers. Obviously played three games at lock and was going to be playing there. So an interesting situation with Jackson Hastings. We'll see what position he gets. But for me, uh, I just think he's not going to get enough attacking stats. I think that he'll feature in a lot of their highlights, but I just don't think he'll get the super coach points that we need him to get. I think most of those will go the way of KP, Jaden Braley, these sort of guys. So love Jackson Hastings. Love the signing. I think he's going to be great for the Newcastle Knights. But super coach wise... I think he's a little bit overpriced based on the back end of last season when he played lock uh, at about 500K. I don't think you'll make any money out of him. And I think there will be better options there and some of the better options. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
They might not be playing better than him in the NRL, to be honest with you, uh, but they will get more points just because of the way their team is structured compared to how I think the Newcastle Knights will be structured, built around just creating space for KP. So when it comes to Jackson Hastings at the Newcastle Knights, super coach wise, uh, I'm going to pass on this one. Guys, if you want to have a look, 3 p.m. It would have just dropped. Uh, you can go on YouTube and have a look at the Sydney Roosters, their best 17 for 2023, myself and Matty the Waterboy, taking a deep dive into that side. That is live now on YouTube, so go and check it out. And then we've got another episode of the off-season coming tomorrow night. Very, very exciting. Myself and Matty, a cracking episode, which you will thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. So all of that coming to you on YouTube over the next 24 hours. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 